This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Today, we have one of my favorite companies in the entire world on here. And not only do we have one of my favorite companies, but some of my favorite people. We got the CEO of Mineral, Mr. Nathan Christensen. And I got to tell you, I didn't even know if this guy existed. I thought he was an avatar or something or the man behind the curtain because I just actually got to meet him. And we connected online a couple of weeks ago. But I've been such a huge fan of his product and the work that they do at Mineral that I had to get him on the podcast and share their story with you and just get inside the guy's head for a little bit. And we also have Diane Haynes with us. Diane and I have met before because we've done some things in the back channels of Mineral with their team. And so we're going to talk to her a little bit about what she sees going on in the future and the roadmap. But we're going to start out with Nathan. And real quick, Nathan, before we get into the questions, why don't you just sort of give everybody the overview of, of who you are, where you came from, how you got to Mineral, and why? Yeah. Hey, David. Great to join you. Appreciate the invitation. And, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started. Just want to let you know, we've been thinking about you and all your clients there in the Tampa region. We know it's been a hard time and we send you our best. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. As, yeah, you bet. Um, as for minerals, so we are an HR and compliance company. We have the largest HR and compliance community in the country. We serve almost a million employers. And we do that through our partnerships with uh, insurance brokers, insurance carriers, HCM companies, and we help businesses effortlessly solve their HR and compliance challenges. So that's that's who we are in a nutshell. Yeah, and I got to tell you, right now, you probably got 25,000 property and casualty agents who may or may not understand why HR compliance is important in their life or the life of their client. But I can assure every one of you that's listening to this, Hang on, people, because we're not only going to explain to you why it's important, we're going to tell you how you can use it to grow your book of business when you're out on the streets. So, you know, you guys have had a lot of changes in the recent past. I mean, it's been a pretty exciting time to see you go from Think HR to then rebranding as Mineral um, after the merger with Mammoth. And then in most recently, the release of your EHS product that's out there that is probably something that's more identifiable to the average property and casualty agent. 
But listen, guys and ladies, it doesn't matter because the stuff that's less identifiable is the stuff you really need to know. Because if all your peers are using one trick, you need to use the one that's going to get the deal done. So I always say it, if everybody's going left, I'm making a hard right. And it's always worked out pretty well for me. So with knowing the changes that have happened, which those are massive, man, a huge new product, new brand. I mean, that's enough to tackle in a decade, let alone, you know, in, in a short period of time. But where do you see things going in the next three to five years with, with what's already happened? Yeah, David. So, you know, to put it really simply, we want to be the number one provider of HR and compliance solutions in the United States. And that means doing three things and doing three things really well. Uh, number one, building the best portfolio of products and solutions in our category. Number two, building really good, strong, trusted relationships with our partners. And number three is what I mentioned before, making HR and compliance simple and effortless uh, for our clients. And I can go into you know, what that looks like from our vision of our category. Um, we look out at the HR and compliance landscape, which is a landscape that a lot of people don't want to look at, right? Because it's complicated, it's overwhelming, it's stressful. And we see what we call the HR compliance curve. That's, if you imagine a graph and you imagine a curve, that's all the programs and processes that employers need to put in place to comply with their responsibilities as employers. And it, it's hard to precisely quantify that curve, right? To actually put it on a graph. But we know three things for sure about that curve. Number one, that curve is going up and it's going up faster and faster. And the reasons are, we all know this, more regulations, more complexity, more transparency that, that businesses have to deal with. The second thing that we know about that curve is that enterprise businesses, the biggest businesses out there, they live above the curve. They have internal expertise, they have resources, they have teams of lawyers and HR consultants that help them understand and address their compliance responsibilities. And they live in what we call the zone of organizational health. And that, that's a nice place to be, right? You've got your compliance covered and you can focus on your strategic initiatives. But the third thing we know about the curve is that the rest of us, the 6 million businesses out there that have employees but aren't large enterprises yet, tend to live below the curve. And if you talk to these business leaders, you hear that they are kept up at night by what they don't know about their HR and compliance obligations or knowing that they have gaps in them. And so what we are committed to doing is to helping all those businesses that live below the curve in what we call the zone of organizational health move up above the curve. And we do that through a combination of technology, content, and expertise. And at Mineral, our mission is elevating teams every day. And what we mean by that is taking all those businesses that live in that zone of organizational risk and working with our partners to elevate them above the curve and put them in a place where they've got their HR compliance covered and they can just focus on what they love about their business. So that's, that's our vision for what we want to do and, and the direction that we're headed with our, with our customers. So I let think, me ask you this, because I know that, that as you're going to move forward, um, you kind of got to reflect back a little bit on things that have made you successful, things that maybe you, you needed to alter or whatever else. But, you know, there was a merger that happened or, or an acquisition. I'm not exactly sure what the details are between um, ThinkHR and Mammoth. And that led the two of your organizations to having to integrate your own cultures and everything, which ultimately led to the rebrand. So my question is, you know, why did you choose to rebrand as opposed to just sort of leave those things that were relatively successful companies and brands on their own? Why did you choose to abandon that and move to the rebrand as Mineral? 
Yeah, David, uh, it's a great question. And it's true. Both the ThinkHR brand and the Mammoth brand were, were great brands in their respective markets. And we brought the two companies together as a combination of the two companies in 2019. And you know, the interesting thing about this was those two companies had competed against each other for 15 years. I mean, they really were the category leaders. They actually were born one mile apart in Pleasanton, California. And there had been 15 years of competition between them. And so, as you said, when we brought the two companies together, we had a question in front of us. What, what should we do from a branding standpoint? And there's an external component about that, right? How are you going to interact with your brand externally, with your customers, your partners? And then in internal, how are your employees interact with the brand? And so I hired an industry consultant. Uh, and I said, basically, tell me, what is the brand equity of these two brands? And so the consulting firm I hired did extensive analysis, talking to customers, talking to employees, talking to industry analysts, and came back and said, you know, Think HR is very well known in the broker market, and that's great. Mammoth is well known in the HCM and payroll market, and that's great. And there are strengths and weaknesses to both brands. And frankly, how you felt about the brands depended on where you sat in that ecosystem. If you were on the insurance side, it's likely that you knew the Think HR brand and felt very positively about that and vice versa for the HCM. Now, when we looked at where we wanted to go with Mineral, what we wanted to do, the things that we were just talking about, we saw that we were just getting started. As we looked at the future roadmap, we saw expansion in lots of directions in the clients we serve and the problems we solve for them and the ways that we do it. And so we wanted to make sure that we had a brand that would be a vehicle for our company as we continue to expand and evolve and enhance our offerings. And so we started to explore the idea of a new brand, something that would be a vehicle for that future growth and would bring both our employee community and our customer community together. So I hired the best branding agency I could find, a company called Lexicon. I don't know if you've ever heard of them before. I haven't. No? But okay, but you they, know the brand. Like, I cool feel like with... we're about to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll do a quick commercial for Lexicon here, but you, you know the brands that they've created. So they're a relatively small uh, firm in the Silicon Valley. And they've created lots of brands that, that you know today. So brands like Sonos, BlackBerry, Swiffer, Febreze, Blue Nile, NBC Suites. I mean, the list goes on. And they are known for creating compelling brands. And so when I went to them and said, okay, Lexicon, we've got a challenge here. We think maybe we need a new brand to unify our customers and unify our employees and tell the story of our, of our company's future. Um, so help us do that. They said, okay, well, what do your customers love about you? And so as we talked with our customers, we heard some consistent themes. We heard that our customers view us as essential to their business. We heard that we're something they can't live without. We heard that they think of us as being rock solid. So we sort of took this input and we looked at you know, lots of other businesses and what they had done with their brands. And we saw lots of companies that had changed their names. I don't know if you know the original name of Nike. Blue Ribbon Sports was the original name of Nike and Target you know, was an, one. An Oregon guy would know that, right? Yes, like, yes. <laughs> we know Nike very well. But even, <laughs> you know, companies like Target. Target was once called, I think, Dayton Dry Goods Company. And, you know, there's a story about businesses as they look out and see what they want to do, uh, you know, finding a brand and a name that really will tell that story. And so we looked at that customer feedback and wanted to figure out, okay, what's the brand that helps us tell the story of where we're going as a company and what we want to do with our customers? And so we arrived at the name Mineral. And we felt like Mineral told that story, like the minerals in our everyday lives, right? The minerals you had in your breakfast this morning. Um, we are an essential ingredient 
for both of our partner and our customer's success. And we are working every day to help them build healthier organizations. So we aligned on Mineral, we launched it, and it was immediately embraced by our employees because they saw a unifying story for our company. These two companies that had competed head to head for 15 years had now a common vision of where we're going and a common story about how we're going to get there. And that's really important, right? Because the output of what a company does is ultimately a product of how their employees feel about the company and the story and whether they understand it and buy into it. And then we launched externally to our partners. And most of our partners embraced it too, because they saw a unique way to, to tell the story about HR and compliance and what our company can do with them. And they saw a new energy and vision behind it. And some didn't embrace it, and that's okay. We're working every day to show all of our partners and our customers the power and potential of Mineral. And we're confident that you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, it'll be really evident why Mineral gave us the runway we needed to do the things that we plan to do. So that's a long answer to your short question, David, but that's how we arrived at Mineral. You know what, though? I think that everybody needs to hear that story, right? I think that, you know, from my perspective, I'm kind of a, a student of marketing and branding. So I dug in when the rebrand happened and it made perfect sense to me, but I know that my peer group probably is not as interested in branding and marketing and why other companies do that probably in their own agencies. But, you know, I think it makes perfect sense. At the end of the day, the human resource is by far the single most valuable resource. And it's also the core of any company. And to your point, it's a, it's a basic mineral. It's something that feeds our success and our existence every single day. And it makes for a very, um, smooth, in my opinion, elevator speech. When you're talking to somebody, you can explain that in 30 seconds and they'll get it. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that, uh, I think it's been very beneficial just to hear the whole story of how you got there, because many of us, you know, I hate to say it in the insurance world, a lot of times you just slap your name agency on the outside of the building, right? You don't really think about what the messaging is around that or anything else. Whereas I did, you know, I I purposely, when we did Florida risk partners, we're not Florida insurance partners for a reason. Mm -hmm. We don't want insurance tied to our name. We don't want to focus on the placement of an insurance product. I feel like my peer group does. That's how they get paid. So they're always worried about selling a policy. Whereas in our firm, we focus on solving problems and certainly human resources and how it's dealt with from a, a, even starting at the very beginning from a recruiting and a hiring standpoint to onboarding to training and how that's documented and held in the cloud and how you can use tools like Mineral to celebrate the success of your team as they go through the process by printing out certificates and rewarding them and all of that. Like I could go for days, but You know, we don't think about that because all we think about is how are we going to get paid? What insurance policy can I sell? And I know that the majority of the people listening to this are sitting here thinking to themselves, well, that's why we sell EPI EPLI insurance. And I'm going to say, and that's how come I take your accounts, because that's how you're going about the process. You're focusing on the product and not the problem. So thank you for that explanation. It gets us right to the root of the matter. Um, Kyle, I know yeah. you haven't been saying much, well, so you're up. <laughs> fantastic. So, no, Nathan, you had mentioned future growth when you were just talking there a few minutes ago. So, like, what are you most excited about where Mineral's headed? Okay. Thank you for that question, Kyle, because I'm excited to, to uh, mention that here. So, when our company started, we started by building the best HR helpline in the industry, right? Uh, on-demand services where clients could call in and get subject matter expertise. Then our company built content and software tools on top of that. 
the next frontier for our company is predictive, personalized insight for clients, a product we call Mineral Intelligence. And uh, Kyle, can I just tell a quick personal story here that I, I would, think will bring this out? I would love out? for you to do that. Okay, cool. Kyle, where'd you grow up? Tampa. Tampa, right, okay. Right where I'm sitting. Fantastic. Uh, I grew up in a, a town in uh, California called Fremont, California. And when I was a kid in the 1980s, we had a small house. My brother and I would come out of our room on Sunday mornings, and there was one rule in our house. And the rule was don't bother mom when she's at the table. And what that meant was when my mom was at the dining room table, which is kind of in the middle of the, of the house, don't talk to her, don't go near her, don't bother her. And the reason is that on Sunday mornings, my mom would sit at the dining room table and spread out around the table would be her checkbook, her bank statements, her bills, the calculator, scraps of paper she'd made notes on, because she would use Sunday mornings to try to figure out what bills had to be paid to whom, by when, from what account. She was managing the household finances. And it was a stressful experience for her because she had to manage all these bits of information and try to make sure she was doing the right thing. Now we fast forward 40 years and I have three kids and we don't have a rule of don't bother dad when he's at the table because my kids have never seen me pay a bill or balance a checkbook. Not because we don't have bills, we do, but it's all automated, right? It's a click of a button. Mm -hmm. Technology has solved it. It, our systems now tell us how much to pay and to whom and by when, and they allow us to do it very simply. Now, most businesses out there are still managing their HR and compliance like my mom was managing our household finances in the 1980s, manually pulling all this bits of information together and sort of crossing their fingers that they get it right. And we're in 2022, almost 2023, and there's no reason why businesses need to be in that situation anymore. We can solve this for them so every business knows exactly what they need to do and by when. And so what I'm most excited about Mineral is we have built a product called Mineral Intelligence. We're continuing to expand and evolve it every day that predictively and proactively lets businesses know when a compliance event occurs so they're not caught by surprise. It's like you know your virus detection software on your computer, Kyle. It's going to let you know when there's something you need to be worried about, something you need to take action on so that you don't need to worry about it anymore. And that's what we're doing. And we think it's going to be a game changer for businesses in our category. Very cool. So what are some of the trends coming up that you're seeing in HR and compliance? It's, I mean, it's ever changing. Like, I mean, it's like you, you kind of alluded to a few minutes ago, it's, it's progressed rapidly over the past few years. Um, well, so, and also so, Kyle, yeah. you came from an HCM background, right? So Correct. You've had a little bit of a unique insight into some of this stuff too. Yeah. I mean, there aren't many parts of our business that are changing faster than HR and compliance right now. So a couple of themes that you know, we see cropping up with our partners and clients every day. First of all, uh, compliance is becoming more and more important. And I mentioned you know, reasons why that compliance curve is increasing, right? There are more regulations, they're getting more complex. There's more transparency. We live in a glass door world right now where what you're doing inside your company can be externalized. And uh, so, you know, I think about uh, com compliance is sort of where we were with cybersecurity maybe five years ago, or maybe, you know, a little bit more than that of it's, you know, we know that there are risks out there. We know that it's becoming increasingly important. And now technology is starting to catch up and solve it in better and better ways. So first trend compliance is definitely becoming more important. And of course, you know, the COVID experience, I think accelerated that second and, you know, you probably see this every day, but employees are, are increasingly at the center of business. 
So, you know, maybe originally business was focused on the income statement and then on the customers. And now employees are becoming a more and more important stakeholder. We talk about the great resignation and maybe some dynamics there are changing, you know, as the economy begins to change. But frankly, the great resignation isn't new. There's been an increasing um, trend of employees having more agency and more turnover. And that's been a long-term trend that was accelerated the last couple of years and got to a point where everybody started to talk about it, but it's actually been a, a permanent trend over the last 10 years. And of course, employers are now needing to, you know, we used to talk about the employee experience and employers managing the employee experience. And now employees' expectations are getting to the point where employers are needing to manage more of the life experience of their employees, right? The, the mental mm-hmm. health and the social aspect. So second, second trend is employees are more and more at the center. And, you know, I'll leave you with one thought on the third trend. The third trend is, you know, 10, 20 years ago, there was a, a mantra that every business needed to become a technology business or a software business. Because, you know, even businesses like restaurants, you know, that we work with a lot that aren't software businesses needed to learn how to use technology to improve and grow their businesses. Well, I think today we're at kind of a new era and it's true that every business needs to learn how to use software, but now that there's a new mandate for businesses, and I think we might see a trend going forward where every business that at least that wants to be competitive for, for talent needs to become a wellness company, it needs to understand how to support and manage the wellness of their employees so their employees can give their best back to the, to the company. So anyway, those are a couple of trends that we're seeing. Obviously, we, we keep our eyes on these things and it's an interesting time to be in this space. I'll tell you what, I, I agree with what you just said. And as evidence of that, I would say that the even using your example, the restaurants needing to learn how to be technology companies, that changed. And it changed rapidly when COVID hit. But if you look at how people eat now, a lot of times it's Uber Eats, right? Now we have an app that brings it to us or you know, QR codes. My goodness, COVID is the great savior of the QR code, right? Now QR codes are more popular than they That's ever true. were before. Because restaurants, you know, adopted I just, that. I just want a paper menu every once in a while. You know, we exactly. So yeah. we, we went to Burns, you know, I love Burns and we, we, um, we had went, please tell me COVID. they didn't have a QR code. No, but they did during COVID. And I was like, dude, I just want that big leather bound, just <laughs> old menu to flip through and choose my steaks and everything. And, um, and, and, it, and it's back now, which. I, I was very pleased with, but um, you're, you're totally right. And Uber Eats absolutely kills me. We spend way too much, especially with, you know, over the past month or two since we uh, bought the new house and kind of we're packing everything up, the old house and not cooking. Dude, Uber Eats has just been absolutely crushing me. Well, and, and to take it a step further, they invented ghost kitchens, right? So now you have restaurants that mm-hmm. don't even exist. They're simple. Like I found that out because we ordered from a place. I was like, wow, this sounds pretty good. And then I realized that it was the address of another restaurant. Yeah. And during COVID, they basically created brands that are captive to Uber Eats that you can only get if you use Uber Eats. But it's literally like six or seven brands that are very specific in what they produce, but they're all coming out of the same kitchen. So it, hmm. it's interesting to see how, how mankind, I, I mean, to me, it was very refreshing. You know, there were a lot of negatives that happened during COVID, but I, I feel like it was really refreshing just to watch you know, the American people and how they, you know, responded to this, you know, to survive, if nothing else. But we've taken survival and we've moved it over 
And now they're using it. We've gone from survive to thrive, in my opinion, because you can take that one step further. I mean, even stuff like we're doing right now, meetings have completely gone digital for the most part. Yeah, I'm in an industry where, look, I'm wearing a shirt and tie today because I'm going to take money from somebody. I've always done it that way. If I'm going to go close a deal, I'm going to look somebody in the eye, shake their hand, thank them for their business, wearing a suit and tie. It's just how I was brought up and I will never abandon that. But I think that with COVID and the the uh, rise in popularity of Zoom, and by the way, Skype, you guys had a decade head start. What happened there? Dude, but, seriously. You know, you know we, we with the rise of Zoom, so many positive things have come from that. If you think about it, now my service team can actually hear sales calls. Like we can record our sales presentations and I can go show their service team. This is what happens that you guys don't know that we're doing. Just like, you know, it's, it's always seems like you're bringing money in and, and that's all you ever do. No, this is the pressure cooker that we live in every day. It also makes it easier to coach your team because you can see things that maybe they missed and you can congratulate them on things that they did really well. And I mean, I just think that overall, the way all of this has morphed has been Awesome. So listen, Nathan, I know you're a busy man. I appreciate the time that you gave us today. Great word from you. Um, you know, you guys probably thought that I was over here reading TMZ.com or something, but I actually was blasting out screenshots of this on LinkedIn the whole time you were talking. So we're already on social with this episode. So I'm going to gracefully excuse you and we're going to turn our attention to Diane, who's been patiently waiting. <laughs> awesome. And I want to ask you, Diane, Kyle. Great to join you. Yes, sir. I want to ask you, Diane, you know, you guys have been known for HR and compliance forever. So why why include safety products at this point? Yeah. And before before I get there, let me just tell you, I guess I'm the only one on this call that is going to say um, I like the QR codes. Um, I don't I, <laughs> well, I really them. I really like the menus that 5000 people haven't touched. And I really <laughs> like the fact that the restaurant can change the menu every day and not have to worry about it. So I'm That's a little true. bit of a minority there. So just just have well, to say, so I, I guess it depends on QR where code. you are. Like if I'm yes. going, if I'm just if I'm going somewhere on the beach and you know, th then I'm then I'm cool with just doing the QR code. But if I'm going to a nice steakhouse, I just want that sushi yeah. joint. Not a good fit, not a big fan of the QR code at the sushi joint. I want my little paper with the small pencil so I <laughs> yeah, can make my yeah, order, right? right? Exactly. There you but go. I mean, Q I mean, look, we could go for days on QR codes, but I'm gonna tell you people right now, if you don't realize this, we are literally months away from a QR code being able to create an insurance quote. Like it's it that technology exists right now. True. I've seen it. So, I mean, it's crazy, but it's going to go mainstream if you think about all the insure techs and stuff. So before I go down too far down a rabbit hole, because I could go for an hour on that yeah. alone, you know, why, why the safety stuff? Yeah. So David, I appreciate you asking this. Um, you know, we have gotten a couple things that we hear. There's two main reasons here. One is our clients who are predominantly small, medium-sized businesses, we know that a lot of them um, have been just inundated over the last couple of years with, frankly, HR managers or people who are doing HR as one of the 5,000 hats they're wearing, having to be more aware about safety issues in the workplace. You know, COVID really made a lot of this happen. Um, they had to worry about PPE. They had to worry about vaccinations and doing checks. And so all of a sudden, more than usual, um, I'd say SMB companies were seeing that uh, folks who were in this HR role were getting asked about safety. And this has always happened, right? The, the HR folks at SMBs are always the ones who typically are the ones managing training. Did you get your trainings done? Um, they're getting asked for a lot of this stuff. And um, also, we found that the, uh, these HR managers 
Um, also, you know, they are in charge of things like retaining employees, um, recruiting employees. Well, guess what? You can't have a happy employee if they're worried about being safe in the workplace. Um, and so that's that's where these two things have really intersected from an SMB perspective. Us being um, helping HR managers to make sure they're doing the right things to keep employees retained, help recruit employees. It's also about keeping them safe. So I like to say happy employees equal safe employees as well. And then the other reason is, as you know, David, we have a lot, we do, we partner with a lot of insurance brokers. Um, and in fact, just so you know, I feel like it's, it's broker week for me. I just got back from CIAB in Colorado this week. So I spent a lot of time this there week with go. brokers talking about this. Um, a lot of brokers, you know, they have that employee benefit side of the business. A lot of them have the property and casualty side of the business. And because we partner with so many brokers, we haven't had a lot of offerings that really help that property and casualty side of the business. Well, employee health and safety has been one of the ones that's been asked for. And so that's another reason that we decided to add safety products to our portfolio. So it's really for the clients as well as, for example, brokers and other partners that we have. That's asking. awesome. So for, for those who aren't familiar with the product, can you share some of the benefits that brokers and their clients would experience? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Um, so it's just like everything else with Mineral. We offer um, both resources and guidance um, in HR and compliance. Well, we've just um, now added safety. So just like you're able to go to our platform and find out about the latest regulations, um, get example policies or plans or checklists on the HR and compliance side, you're actually able to do that on the mineral platform now for safety policies, safety information, things like that. Um, just like you're able to build an employee handbook on our the mineral platform and then update that, we have a safety man manual template that you can now download and update and basically check that checkbox that, yes, I have a safety manual. And third, just like you're able to call our mineral experts who have years of experience in HR and compliance, you can also call our experts and talk to the safety experts who are equally experienced and have certifications that are important in the safety realm. So it's pretty similar to what we offer on the HR and compliance side, just integrating um, more of the uh, safety side. I think I think the ability to be able to speak with somebody is huge because, I mean, there's tons of times where I get calls from clients and they're asking me HR-related stuff and I'm just like, I mean, I can tell you what I think, but a lot of times what I think is not necessarily the right Yes, move. You, sir, you, sir, are not HR <laughs> compliant in most of your responses that we have going back and forth. But, you know, in, in all seriousness, you know, that's a that's a problem that a lot of agents and brokers face. You know, we we want to be the trusted advisor, but you have to draw the line somewhere. And, you know, there's a lot of gray area when we deal with clients and prospects, you know, it starts with uh, things that you need to talk to an attorney about. Well, we're cheap, mm -hmm. right? We, we're right. not going to charge them by the hour. So they sure. want our our answer to that. Or it could be something about taxes, you know, something an accountant really should be answering. Or a lot of times it's HR related, you know, hey, I got this. And many times, yeah. you know, it ties back to workers comp or whatever else. Like I've got this injured worker. I think the guy or the lady's milking the system. How can I get rid of them? Well, mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I know, I know the answer, but you know, that really shouldn't be on incumbent on me. And truthfully, you know, I think agents sometimes really expand the boundaries of where they should be operating to try and get deals done and to try and keep accounts when in reality, they're putting themselves at risk, you know, mm -hmm. 
That's one of the reasons why if you look at an insurance agent's E&O policy, uh, legal advice and accounting advice is typically excluded on the policy because we shouldn't be giving that. And there's a lot of things that could be construed that way. So I can speak firsthand in our agency you know, aside from the fact I love the digital learning, you know, the learning management system and, and, and doing that in a digital environment, how you're able to document it with date and time stamps, that is invaluable when it comes to an, a submission to an insurance company, not just for employment practices, but fleet safety or any number of other things. But having the ability to transfer the risk to an expert who is educated and trained in a subject matter um, expert in that particular topic. That's huge for me. And it makes it very easy for me to get my client what they need. I don't think your client ever discounts your role as a trusted advisor if you hand them off to somebody who's better at answering the question than you are. We just got to give up control and realize we don't have any business answering a lot of this stuff. And even if we do answer it, there are better people out there and you build a better bond with your client if they know well, shoot, I don't even need to wait for David to give me this anymore. He provided me with this awesome you know, suite of products that we mm-hmm. use for HR. And this is just included. I'm going to put that thing, you know, I'm going to store it in my contacts. So if I ever need it again, I can go directly to them. It's huge. Yeah. And David, I would say, you know, I had so many conversations this past week in Colorado at CIB with bro- brokers and um, agencies talking about, wow, not only that, that they don't want to be the ones to give the expertise if they're not the ones... They, you know, I talked to several of them, especially some larger ones about really segmenting their client base. There are those clients that probably there's some premium level. Every agency is different, but at some premium level that you're going to give that white glove service. Mm-hmm. And in the safety realm, you're going to send out that trainer that's going to do distracted driving training or OSHA training. But for the vast majority of your clients that are below that premium level, you can't afford to do that for every single one. And so some of these agencies were like, this is why we love having mineral. And this EHS and NH product is great for them because I can't tell the folks under that premium all, you're too small. I'm not going to do that, right? I need to give them something and I can't offend them because they don't think they're too small and they want that expert to come out to their site and do that training. Well, now they've got an option. Now they can say, well, actually... I've got something better. I've got a whole platform and access to an expert that you can do. And there's trainings on the platform. And so in essence, you're segmenting your client base and you're providing a certain set of clients, that white glove service that is economically efficient for you to provide. But then for the vast majority of your clients, you're still giving them that help they need. And it's way more efficient for you than uh, paying for this expensive in-person safety experts that you've been doing. So I thought that was a great conversation we had with a couple of brokers about how to service all your clients. I think the, there's another segment too. And that's that's the part of my peer group that has a scarcity mindset and really doesn't understand exactly what we mean when we talk about adding value to your clients and prospects. And they're the people that I would imagine when I work at Mineral and I go in to have a conversation with them and talk about our products and how they work, their first question or one of their first questions is, well, well, how much does that cost, right? And the problem, people, is this. You need to quit worrying about how much things cost and worry about how much they make you. I don't care if I pay $20,000, $50,000 a year for anything. If I'm getting a 4 to 10x multiple on that investment, show me some other place you're going to make that kind of return on your money. This stuff is beautiful. And what I really like about Mineral, specifically on the HR side, 
is I love the fact that it's a flat cost for me, right? For, mm-hmm. for, the, for the HR suite of products that we use, it doesn't matter if a client has two people or if they have 200, I'm paying the same amount every year. And I'm going to take it a step further. I like it because I can use it with prospects too. Why wouldn't I let them sample the products? Drug dealers make a lot of money by giving you a little taste of the sweet nectar from the street pusher before they get you roped in and they, they're selling to you every week. So if you're going to go out and prospect, why not let them have an example of this? If your goal is to go in and help somebody implement a return to work program, why wouldn't you go into Mineral System and print out some of their content on a return or recover to work program and share it with somebody? Don't give them the whole thing, but share it with them and let them get an example of what your value proposition actually looks like. The reason you have to do that is because we've abused our constituency in the marketplace. We go out and we paint word pictures and promises for people and we never deliver on the back end. So I can tell you, anytime I go in and sell against a PEO, the number one thing I'm going to talk to them about is how much of the HR services that they're paying an inflated cost for they're actually using. And they're very rarely doing it, right? So why are you in that relationship if you bought it based on HR that you're not even using? We can actually take money you're already spending on your insurance products, and we're going to put this world-class HR platform at your fingertips at no additional cost. And if you're a prospect, I'll let you try it for free for 90 days. If you want to keep using it, we'll talk about how much it costs. And if you, if you don't want to pay to have me white label it for you for all practical purposes... We'll talk about what it looks like for you to come into my agency and be a client because 100% of our clients have access to the tools. The reason why is I know that they talk to other people. And if they find out or if they're talking to someone else who who finds out that they're getting their insurance from the same agent that the other person did, but now my client is getting it from us, that conversation is going to happen. Well, why did you leave and move to Florida Risk Partners? You will, you will not believe this. I've never seen this from a property and casualty agent in my entire life. Well, what do you mean? Tell me more about it. And then they're going to sell it for you, right? So I think that the scarcity mindset comes in two places. Number one, it's the people who want to know what it costs instead of what it's going to make. I understand we need to be cognizant of cost for budgetary concern. But at the end of the day, if you bank on yourself, and I'll take that bet 10 out of 10 times, mm. I'm not worried about whether or not I'm going to get a return on it. But the other piece is we're scared. We have a scarcity mindset of, I'm only going to give it to the people who are paying me. Well, you're paying the same amount anyhow. Why wouldn't you use it to prospect and inflate the amount of revenue that you're getting, which only makes your return that much more? So I'm going to get off my soapbox now after saying that. But that's the power of this stuff, people. And that's where you've got to be thinking because the agent that's going to be successful in 2023 moving forward is going to do a lot more than review insurance policies or call people on X dates. You're going to identify real problems. You're going to give them real solutions and you're going to make real money as a result. So y'all have recently released EHS product in, in the platform. I got to know, you know, with the speed you're moving at this point, can you give us any, in, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to tell me a secret, you know, can you give me any insight on what we might see from you guys next? Yeah. Just between you, me, um, in the wall and all your friends on the podcast you know, <laughs> areas uh, that you won't be surprised about, right. That we go into are really all around HR compliance. You know, what we find is things like, um, local policies are getting more complex. You know, those counties and cities around the country, they're coming up with their own rules besides the federal and state. 
And so we're really looking at how we can help our clients and partners with more of those lo- local compliance issues that are coming up because they're getting more and more and more complex. So that's one thing that we were definitely looking at. Another thing that we find is um, just, you know, as you mentioned uh, in terms of HR employees, what they're focused on, engagement, employee engagement is like the hot buzz and has been for years. Well, mm-hmm. there's a compliance nature to employee engagement, um, whether it be things like incident reporting um, and folks that, you know, you're asking for feedback for employees. Well, you also not don't just want feedback about, yeah, we like the lunch room or we like the benefits, but you also want to hear, you know, how's the environment? You know, how's it working with other people? And this is where you get incidents reported. Um, so we're looking at more places like that. Employee engagement and employee incident reporting has really kind of crossed over. Um, and so we're really looking at areas like that where it's not just the warm and fuzzy engagement, but it's also the engagement that really leads to compliance issues that you want to get ahead of. So that's another area. We spend a lot of time on policy management and, again, helping folks manage um, what policies they're sharing with their employees, what the policies for the business are. And so those are more areas that we're looking into as well as expanding our, our employee handbook. So those are just a little bit of taste there. Um, but, you know, granted, the more complex this compliance environment gets, that's where we're really going to dig in. David, you're going to see us really try to get ahead of that for our, our partners and clients so that uh, they're not caught on the back foot, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 100%. So we, you know, we've been going for about 45 minutes. What if we missed? Is there anything think, you want to get out there that we haven't we haven't addressed? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, like I said, I think we talked about it earlier. You know, I think a lot of folks have thought of us as HR and compliance only, maybe because we had HR in our name. Um, but as we move into areas like safety um, and provide you know, employee health and safety products, it's really important, again, like you said, for property and casualty um, parts of the, the brokerages to really know, hey, Uh, Mineral is something that can help you. And another conversation that I had a lot, again, I have CIB on the mind because I just flew back. I had so many conversations about firms who are trying to cross sell between the employee benefits and the property and casualty side. And we talked a lot about how something like mineral can help you do that. Um, And so that was a fascinating conversation that we we had with several of our firms. It's just like, everyone's trying to crack that nut, David. I don't know what you think about this. But everyone's trying to crack that nut of how to, you know, how to take your biggest employee benefits clients and make sure they know about your property and casualty offerings and vice versa, and really doing that cross sell and helping your producers do that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, listen, I really appreciate. I know you and Nathan are extremely busy. I appreciate you taking time to come on and chat people. I mean, if you haven't figured out why we use this product at Florida risk, uh, hopefully you have now. And if you need me to clear anything up, please feel free to reach out. Also, if you want more information on mineral, you can go to killingcommercial.com forward slash mineral. And we have a landing page built for them. That's going to house some information about mineral. It will have this podcast. We're also going to share what I typically don't. There's going to be some premium content there from behind the closed doors of killing commercial. That's typically paid. We're going to share that with you. And then I'm going to put up a sample of something that we use on a regular basis so that you can take a peek and see what it looks like. And if you like what you see, feel free. There's going to be a form there that you can reach out and someone from mineral 
will contact you to talk about their product. So there you go. We're going to make sure it's very easy for you to learn more or as much as you would like to learn. But uh, I got to tell you, we are very happy with our partnership with Mineral. We have made a lot of money using Mineral. And I can't tell you how comforting it is to be at the point of sale, ready to close the deal, knowing that you have a partner that will absolutely deliver on the promises that you've made throughout that buyer's journey. So from me to everybody at Mineral, thank you personally for what you've done in our agency. And I can't wait to share all of the awesome stuff you're doing with our friends. Thanks everybody, very much, Yes, everybody else out there, we'll catch you next time. See ya. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. <laughs>